and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. We are the podcast that takes you behind the audition room doors and shows you what happens when things don't quite go to plan in a casting. My name is Christopher Bartlett-Wolford. I'm your host and I curate the stories that you anonymously send into the podcast and share them with a guest from the world of entertainment. So we're talking embarrassing stories, disaster moments, or something you clinged on to throughout that audition that made it turn into a nightmare. Whether you are an actor, a comedian, a singer, or a performer, or even just somebody who loves entertainment and wants to know a little bit more about what happens in the casting process, welcome. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, you have chosen a brilliant one to start with. As this week's guest is actor, singer, and comedian Rob Madge. If you don't know who Rob is, where have you been for the last year? He has kept musical and theatre Twitter alive with hilarious videos in lockdown. Obviously, he's an amazing performer as well and has done loads of professional shows in the West End and on tour from when he was a kid all the way up to when he's a grown-up. So we talk a little bit about that. We talk about audition processes. We talk about what you really like to do in audition. But most importantly, we share loads of true audition disaster stories. Even this week, he tells me some that you sent him before he came on, which is a first for the show. So I can't wait for you to hear it. If this is your first time listening to the show, thank you very much for spending an hour in our company. Hopefully we'll make you giggle and remind you of a time where auditions happened <laughs> but they were really good fun to do as well if you are listening make sure you tag us on social say hello we're at don't call us pod share it with your friends get everyone to listen it's a brilliant episode this week really proud of it with rob and i love love spending an hour with him and i just want to do it all over again so for now enjoy the show with rob and we start the show every week for those of you who don't know by asking our guest what do auditions mean to them enjoy Yeah. Oh, are we doing it yeah. now? Oh, yeah, we'll go for it. Absolutely go for oh, it. Oh, it's started. <laughs> I didn't realise. Ah. Hello. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a complete different skill set that you need for an audition room. Um, drama schools should teach you how to do an audition and how to do a tax return, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, they're two like, very important skill sets that aren't acting, singing or dancing. That comes into it but I think there's a, a complete difference in like walking into a room of, of basically strangers and laying your soul bare um I find them hard I find them really difficult self-tapes um I actually sort of find even harder because mm. I have to watch it back uh, <laughs> you have to relive it of, yeah and I sort of love the blissful ignorance of going in and then thinking well I don't know what I look like Maybe they liked it if they didn't, whatever. Um, but I, yeah, they um, they make me feel very um, uncomfortable. And I feel like there's no right way of doing one either, really. So I say it's a skill set, but really, I don't know what, what you can learn from how to do an audition because I went for one audition and my feedback was that I was very serious and I ought to have a lot more fun in the room went for a separate audition straight after that one for a different job and my feedback was that you need to take it more seriously <laughs> so <laughs> like well what do I do <laughs> you need to have split personalities I'm afraid Rob you you truly do you truly <laughs> you truly do I mean you have to kind of play a bit of a character when you walk in that room anyway I mean you're acting before you've even done the sides I think, not to sound too cynical, but it's tricky. That's a really good point that I'm not sure we thought about on this show before, is that with self-tapes, you're right. You have to watch it back. Like, you can oh. you can escape from whatever happens in the room yeah. after you do it in person, because you're right. That's You can almost kind of disassociate yourself and go, oh, well, that, well, that happened. Whatever happens afterwards is, is going to happen. Yeah. But you have to but edit it. Been, you have to put your slate on. You, you, have, you to... have to. You have to slate. Bloody hell! The slating is just <laughs> the bane of my life. Looking into a camera lens, going, "Hello, this is my name. I'm 24 years old, and I like sausage sandwiches." And I mean, here are I my hands. <laughs> and here are my hands. <laughs> I mean, it's, always hands. It's a bit demoralising. It's, um, it's certainly got, a skill that. Apparently. It's certainly a skill that we've all had to kind of develop over the last. 12 months and I was I, I mean we've said yeah. it before I I didn't 
hear the word self-tape until about five years ago. Certainly not when I was a, you know, a job in performer because it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. Even I was at drama school, what, two years ago. And even then, if someone had a self-tape, it meant they were going for Netflix yeah. or it was a very, it was a very rare thing. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, you're doing a tape. And now it's sort of, well, there's nothing else we can do right now. But I feel like even when it does start to open up again, I think self-tapes are going to be so much more frequently used anyway. Economically, it'll be better for everyone to do a self-tape first round. Absolutely. And health and safety-wise, you don't have to have as many people in the room. So, you know, it's it's a good thing, but still utterly, utterly terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just weird, like, pressing pause on your camera and then being like, I've just done an audition. Okay. On my phone, it feels so odd. <laughs> oh, it was on live on Instagram without realizing. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you do you think then that auditions, or rather, auditionees suffer a little bit from having the opportunity to overthink it and not have to nail it on that one? T- yes, absolutely. I feel like that's also that's. A, do you mean with self test? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. Well, that's also. A, it's a pro anacon, isn't it? Mm. You have the benefit of the doubt of being able to do it again, but you're not getting noted for it. So you're not, you're, you aren't sure what you need to improve. It's just what you think you need to improve. Um, and you don't, th- that first take you did could have been the perfect one for whoever's watching, but to you it wasn't. Yeah. So then you do it again. And it'll fuel that anxiety of, oh, did I get it right enough? Did I do it right? Yeah. I'll just, I mean, I'll just do another go. I'll do another go. Eight times exactly. later. And what you're always told with auditions, right, is to never second guess. You don't know what they want, so just do you. That's what they all say. But when it's in our hands yeah. to just do me, whatever that might mean, yeah, it's like, well, I, I can be this version of me, or I can be that version of me. Or <laughs> it's it's not an e it's not an easy thing to just say, um, just be yourself. I think it's quite hard to know what that is. Yeah. Um when you're in that situation i had to tape for something a few weeks ago and it wasn't an audition it was a uh, just pop a little bit of like a minute's worth of content on the the front of something that i'd filmed for for kiss fm it was great yeah. but uh, i had i found myself in that exact position they said oh just introduce yourself tell tell them what the the video is and and say enjoy it and, and that'll be fine it took me nearly an hour to do it because i was yeah. like but I said that word wrong. I said that word wrong. Oh, the light's a bit wrong. Oh, that's that's gone. I just, I just f- fell apart. It's so funny, isn't it? But I think for me, it's an anxiety of just the camera anyway, because I've had to, I've been asked, started to be asked by a couple of people to like give a happy birthday message to someone. <laughs> and that will take me, that will take me half an hour to, to like get a, to feel like I'm not awkward, to feel like I'm, sending a nice happy birthday message to someone <laughs> and to look in the camera and to make sure it doesn't look like I've got a lazy eye it's like it it takes me so long <laughs> to look at a video and go that's okay I don't care remotely when it comes to comedy when it comes to like comedic videos or anything like that I can give a crap what I look like but when I have to like deliver a sincere message or a ballad or a sincere monologue, I find that so hard <laughs> to just kind of have no like stupid comedy character behind it. I find it really tricky. You end up doing a Shakespeare sonnet, something really nice and classical, and then just going at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, just wearing a wig. <laughs> yeah, just exactly, exactly. Just wearing a wig. and I can only imagine what your Amazon history is like over the last 12 months, Rob. <laughs> Christopher, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's, um, it's messy. <laughs> no, sadly, the sad thing is quite a lot of it is I already owned <laughs> from <laughs> from many, many shows in my living room as a child and um, that sadly still fit. I didn't <laughs> grow much. And, um, and university fancy dress nights and I kept them all knowing that one day they'd come in. <laughs> I'll take it back to the store in the cupboard it goes <laughs> yeah literally I would never return it I mean I'd, yeah <laughs> some of the shit that's collecting oh dear let's get into this week's audition submissions from 
our listeners. Oh, I can't wait. Um, to those listening for the first time, every story that I tell Rob and that we share has been sent in by someone who follows us or listens to the show. They will be anonymized, so there will be details that we've taken out, maybe names, maybe production names, or we'll maybe sound a bit generic, and it's just to protect people's identities and to remind everyone it's okay for it to go wrong. If something is a mishap, don't worry about it. Just let it go. Be in that room. Don't overthink yourself. And then email it to a podcast and we can laugh with it with people all over the globe. Exactly. So it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's content, <laughs> guys. It's a content. wonderful thing. It is content. It's top quality content. <laughs> right. So we had a fair few in for you this week, Rob. Um, and the reactions to our Instagram saying that you were on were overwhelmingly full of joy. They were like, oh, God, this is going to be great. Here's a story. Oh, so, God. Uh, hope, uh, hope I live up to <laughs> there, There's a fair few this week where actors maybe weren't their most professional, shall we say. And I, okay. And, I, and, I, and I, that's making me burn up already because they've admitted they haven't been like that. But we'll start with one where an actor sends this in and he says, here's a commercial audition for you. Already a good start. We love commercial auditions in this oh, podcast because they're insane. I have so, yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have a commercial story. We'll get to it later. <laughs> Wide-eyed drama school grad me. I think it might have been my first ever commercial audition. It was certainly within my first two or three. I was greeted by the casting director, who already looked like they'd had enough by 12.30 that afternoon, and a camera operative, and I was told the brief. It was for a drinks brand, a really well-known one, and I had to be moving through a park, enjoying my day, greeting people as I go. I had to mime the walk <laughs> on the spot, so started and did it really naturally. As you do. More character, they snapped. So I made him a bit happier, with a jolly bounce. More energy. So I added a little bit of a skip. There's other people in the park, she snapped. My theatre training kicked in and I started going, oh, hi, Margaret. Hi, Darren. Brian, you're looking good today. <laughs> I started throwing in all names I could think of. Too cheesy, I was told. Stop, stop, stop. Just, just run in the park. Make yourself stand out. <laughs> By this point, I was frustrated to say the least. So... I decided I'd start sprinting in a circle like an insane schoolboy, cheering and shouting to people in the park. I looked absolutely mental. What made it worse is the room wasn't very big at all, certainly not big enough to sprint in circles around. And as I was on my fourth lap of the tiny room, my foot slipped on the black curtain at the back of the studio. I crashed into the wall behind it, feet fell out from underneath me, and the curtain came off its rails, exposing... The clear window behind it, straight into the waiting room, full of people who turned up for the casting. No. They all stared at the calamity that had happened through the window and looked at me like I died. <laughs> I landed. Oh, no. <laughs> looked at the camera, held up the invisible drink, necked it and said, ah, refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. In character the whole time. Needless to say, I'm still not the Diet Coke man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Oh, now we can all imagine the kind of studio that's in, and it is two meters yeah, by two meters. They've still managed to fit two trestle tables and a tripod in there. <laughs> <laughs> somehow, somehow. There's 18 cups of coffee on the table. <laughs> I just fully admire the dedication to character right through to all the, the end. way, all the it's way. The fact that they. They've ripped the curtain off its rails <laughs> <laughs> and still have the <laughs> audacity <laughs> to take a drink and say refreshing. How else That's do you finish it, though? You just, I mean, you'd have to just bumble yourself no. out of the room, wouldn't you, I think? No, <laughs> that, that's called, um, that's just called showbiz, really, in, in a nutshell, isn't it? It sounds like the play that goes wrong. It's the commitment to keeping that, the choices going. The commitment to keeping the choices going and... Um, and the fact that when those, when that curtain rail fell down and all the other auditionees had a glimpse into <laughs> it, they would they would have been so thrilled. You just know that they're sat there going, his chances are so much slimmer now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Oh, and I bet it was that heavy kind of curtain with a chain in the bottom or something as well. So yeah. that really made a, a loud like smack on the floor. 
Yeah, it would. Everything is like a Mr. Bean sketch in that. (laughs) It is, isn't it? Those things don't really happen. Well, clearly they do to someone. (laughs) Those poor people. Those poor people. What I love about these stories that we get sent in, especially when it comes to commercials, the camera and the tripod get mentioned every time, which means there is footage of these auditions somewhere. That's the amazing thing, isn't it? I've always thought that when I sent off a a crappy self-tape or something, there's someone who is getting loads of emails with just some awful things. (laughs) (laughs) And they they have them on their computer. Oh, I would love to hear more stories of self-tapes gone wrong. There's a wonderful Instagram account that specialises in self-tape outtakes. Self-tape outtakes. I featured on it. (laughs) Did you? I I have featured on self-tape outtakes. (laughs) Um, because <laughs> this was in uh, 2019 and I had to do a self-tape from home. Um, <laughs> my mum was reading the other part. It's always mums. It's always whenever you get a family member involved, they're always, um, they always bring some joy to the self-tape. And my mum's in the corner eating a poppadom uh, just out of frame and you can just see her eating a poppadom. Uh, during this whole self-tape, uh, <laughs> which is a, it's a, it's a good one. But I made it to self-tape outtake, so I'm very, very happy about Tick. that. Tick. <laughs> Tick. On the bucket list. So come on then, what was your commercial story, Rob? My commercial story. So this was my, this was my first audition after university. Now. <laughs> on audition bingo, I... already we're two out of three. This is brilliant. It's a first ever yeah. audition. And it's a commercial. Win-win, straight not my away. Fir- not my first ever audition. My oh, first okay. One, my first one as an adult. Okay. <laughs> um, this is when it all started to go wrong. Um, <laughs> did very well as a kid. Never had too many traumatic stories. But as an adult, yeah, the first one kind of set me up for the future. Um, I had an audition for a commercial. I was told that it was for a chewing gum advert. That was the only brief I was given. Chewing gum advert. You'll get there. They'll give you some sides. I was like, fabulous. <laughs> so I, I turn up, walk in the room, and there's um, uh, a female actress who's on my side of the camera, just sat there waiting. I'm like, interesting. And we get given the sides, and turns out, well, I have to ha- have quite the smooch with this female actress, oh. which I was already like, oh, cool, happy to do it, but didn't expect to walk in the room and be told to kiss someone. And then the worst part of it is they said, ideally, we'd, <laughs> we want to see it half naked. Um, oh. This is half naked. And they asked me um, if I would take my trousers down. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I had this tradition of wearing a pair of lucky pants oh, no. to my auditions. Oh, no. And this was a tradition that started when I was um, nine years old, auditioning for the role of Michael Banks in Mary Poppins. So <laughs> they're these, like, and they still just about fit. <laughs> well, they didn't, but I, I would only ever wear them to an audition because I was like, well, th- these have got, these pants have got me jobs in the West End. <laughs> so I would always wear my lucky pants. Um, and they're these like Spider-Man, really tattered from 2005, <laughs> like sort of like got holes in. Um, and I'm stood there with my <laughs> 2005 Spider-Man boxers, just on show, completely mortified, having to kiss this girl. I forget all the lines, obviously, because <laughs> I'm so, I'm just so overwhelmed by the situation. Um Needless to say, I didn't get the job. They also asked me to, um, you know, they ask you to like go face on on the camera and also go profile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the minute the minute I turned my head to the profile, the casting director went, "Oh, oh!" So I, I knew, <laughs> I knew at that minute that it was only going to get worse, and then I had to get my lucky pants out. <laughs> um, can see a Peter um, Parker. <laughs> it, it, it's, it was it was close. It was close to it. Um, it was quite. It was honestly mortifying. And uh, safe to say, the lucky pants weren't ever worn oh, again. Because no. you just you just never know when when a casting director is going to ask you to show them off. That's... I just wish. I just wish, surely out of all auditions, that's one that you should be <laughs> should be warned about. Just just so you know, gonna there'll be a bit of snogging. 
and you're going to have your, your bits out. Is that okay? It's not even that's going to happen. Is it all right for that to happen? Yeah. But poor, poor me, Dear poor 21-year-old me, straight out of uni thinking, okay, no, I do want to do a career in, in, in this industry. So excited, walking down Oxford Street <laughs> to, to my exciting audition and then leaving. <laughs> traumatized but um but with minty fresh breath so it's okay but we didn't even get any chewing gum <laughs> not even, even not even a stick gum. of juicy fruit unbelievable not even not even any chewing gum <laughs> shocking <laughs> i don't think we've had one like that before where there's been partial nudity involved as a surprise yeah as a surprise that's the thing it was it was quite <laughs> a surprise <laughs> oh dear this again yeah so that's my commercial listeners story. if you haven't been to a commercial audition before they're not all like this but a lot of them are like this so, <laughs> so many we're gonna have some so commercial casting directors on in the next couple of months uh to defend well, themselves you, yeah well as long as they weren't those ones yeah they, oh yeah um, i've got a list of commercials that have been cast that have been sent into the podcast that i'm like oh i can't interview that person because they're <laughs> Yeah, the chewing gum people are pretty indefensible at this stage, in my opinion. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd rather not hear their, their statement. So if you see some Spider-Man pants on self-tape outtakes, you know who it is. That's... They're there. It's someone has that. <laughs> and I've seen the advert since. And obviously they went for an Adonis who, <laughs> who just looked like a Calvin Klein model. And there was no, I, I don't know why I was ever... Why I was it's, it's such a strange position. thing when you see whether it's a commercial or a play or something and you like you know say for instance you got quite far in the process of maybe potentially getting the job you yeah. see the person who got the job and you think well it's nothing like me so why was I yeah. involved but again it comes to overthinking and you know trying to put ourselves in the mindset of the casting team or the director and you know, you might they might have changed yeah. their mind. They might have rebriefed from the client, but it, that's happened like a lot when I've got down to you know maybe the final couple for a job, and you know you're up against someone inevitably someone you already know as well, and you just think, Always. well, they're not they're nothing like me. But that I suppose is the point because they're either going to go with somebody like you or they're going to go with somebody like the person inevitably who ends up getting it. Yeah, but it doesn't hurt any yeah. less, does it? <laughs> of course not. Of course not. I think, but yeah, you'd rather, in order to reason it or rationalise it in your head, if you want, if you choose to do that, I think it's it does make it a bit easier when it's someone completely different to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> then you're like, oh, well, that's fine. They just didn't like me. But when it's <laughs> someone that's like your double and <laughs> exactly the same performer as you, you're like, damn, they're just a better version of me. <laughs> 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 so we try not to think like that. Let's let's give you another one. Now, this story was sent in as a voice note on my WhatsApp from, and this is where the guessing game comes in, somebody who's already been on the show as a guest. And they oh, were wow, too okay. embarrassed to tell this story when they were a guest because they are naughty. There's that Papa Dom again. So it's, there it is. <laughs> it's Rob, uh, Rob's door just opened and someone looked. Uh -huh. No, not that. Oh, mum. Um, I'm sure she could get involved. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. So the actor sent this in as a voice note and it comes with an apology. Wow. He, and there's a clue, he says, this is a proper, truly bad story from my past and I want to take this opportunity to apologise to the people who were running the audition. This was very naughty of me. If I remember rightly, it was my first audition out of drama school, so I should absolutely have known better. I had my friend Stag do the night before the audition and things got to a point where I was thinking to myself, oh, I've got this audition tomorrow, but I'm also here on this Stag do. And knowing I had to have fun on the Stag do and with the added peer pressure from my mates, at about 11pm I realised I was in it for the long haul. Oh, no. I was walking the streets at about 3am when the confidence kicked in and I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'm going to smash this audition. Oh dear. Anyway, the audition was quite early. I think it was about nine o'clock in the morning. I've got no recollection of going home or where I slept that night. <laughs> but regardless, I remember walking to the audition absolutely shit-faced, but still thinking, I'm absolutely going to smash it. Dutch courage and all. 
I love this person already. I don't know who it is. I walk in full of boozy confidence. They hand me the script. And the audition was for a play that had pretty much 100% been cast already. The scene was a flirty, sexy scene between me and a girl, and they clearly wanted to see some chemistry between us. Now, because I was drunk, I felt myself thinking, this is the best acting in the world! (laughs) I'm doing the best acting I've ever done, making great choices, being bold, and standing with super confidence. Whereas in reality, I couldn't even read the sodding words on the page, and I still thought I was the dog's bollocks. You know, that's no bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) God knows how I smelled. God knows how the panel thought of me. But needless to say, I did not get the play. I apologise profusely to anyone who remembers me and this, but it's quite a harrowing memory to have in my noggin as it was terrible (laughs) (laughs) behaviour. Amazing that they got through it, though. I would have fallen flat on the floor just from walking in the door. I couldn't, I could never, ever have done that. I have once had to do a show where I was on, <laughs> I was, I'm sure I shouldn't say this, whatever. It's I anonymous. No one knows it's you, Rob. Where, <laughs> it wasn't me. I had a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who went on a night out, but had also stupidly forgotten they'd booked a doctor's appointment. And the only doctor's appointment they could have the next morning that was available at the time was 8 a.m. I'd gone on a night out. <laughs> My friend had gone on a night out <laughs> until about the week, until about four. Any producers listening, I'm very professional. This was a one-off. It was Christmas. And so it got to four and I'm, I'm back at my flat and I'm like, oh crap, I have a doctor's appointment in four hours. Um, but I'm wide awake. And also I didn't want to wake I didn't want to sleep through the appointment or wake up with the worst hangover in the world. So I thought, I'm going to soldier on. So I soldiered on, stayed awake till 8am, did the doctor's appointment, and I'd forgotten that we'd added a matinee in (gasps) on this day. Oh, Rob. (laughs) So my friend, my friend had made a very grievous error and had had to go to the doctor's at 8am still completely rat-arsed and then do a matinee and an evening but my friend did it and my friend got away with it (laughs) (laughs) no one in the audience knew or maybe they did and this Um, was when you were a kid in oliver is that uh, your friend was a kid in oliver yes yeah this this was when i was a child yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) why no one noticed i don't know (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah, no, it was it was when I was in Poppins, it was yeah. in Soho. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Great chaperones. <laughs> <laughs> when balance calls, balance calls. That's a... <laughs> mm, mm. I I think that's I mean, forgetting you'd added at least it wasn't a scheduled matinee. And it was one no. you like you genuinely forgot. Well it 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 was scheduled. Oh, it yeah. was one of those like last minute ones that they are. It wasn't just like, I think we're gonna do one today. Surprise. Um, <laughs> surprise. Yeah, no, there was a schedule, but it it came out very late and it was one of those, you know, we had we had shows over Christmas, don't we? Um <laughs> That doesn't happen anymore. Doesn't happen. It, well, none of it, it happens anymore. Well, it couldn't ha- obviously, <laughs> but um, it would not happen again. It was the last time, actually, um, that anything like that would happen. You can't have been the only person, and as long as the sh- as long as the show went on, okay, you're all right. The show the show went on as it always has to, <laughs> and you learn you learn from your mistakes. And the doctor's appointment turned out okay. Oh, I just had a bit of a chest infection, so. All in all. Everything was fine. Everything was fine. (laughs) Yeah, everything was hunky-dory in the end. (laughs) Hello, Christopher here. Just reminding you that if you have a story that you think you'd like to tell us on the show, like one you've heard already or one you've heard in a previous episode, then please make sure you email us as soon as you can because we would love to share it anonymously with our next batch of guests. Email your story to don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. You can find that in the episode description or just pop over to our socials at don'tcalluspod and slide into the DMs and I will chat to you there. We will get back to the episode with Rob Madge right now. So, Rob, tell me of a time when an audition sticks in your mind from your career that something caused it to be a little bit of a mishap or something went wrong or it just sticks out as being one of those days. I still think, actually, the auditions where I think they've gone fine are the ones that I don't get. For some reason, 
it's when I crack my way through a song that I've got a recall. I really don't know why. Maybe they like vulnerability. <laughs> but um, I remember I had a, a recall for Bok in Wicked and I, could, I couldn't sing. Um, I couldn't sing the notes. This was before I went to drama school and had a few singing lessons. But at the time, I, I just couldn't do it. And I got a recall for it and I was, I was shocked but it's that bit where um in the march of the witch hunters I think things either a top a or a b or something um and I just completely murdered it and then I got a recall where I had to do the scene and then didn't get called after that so it was my acting that was terrible but they don't they don't mind about they don't mind about the thing <laughs> <laughs> you can sound like that but um Bok needs to be <laughs> Shakespearean <laughs> they looked at you and oh he, he he had an early doctor's appointment this morning he's, he's had a day <laughs> yeah that's one that sticks in my mind and um I mean there, there's so many I I mean I've lost track dance calls always <laughs> Oh, well, yes. Dance calls are clearly a factory for these kind of stories. And and I think that's one of the reasons we love sharing them on the show from people all over the world. Yeah. Is Because you can prepare to dance, you can learn to dance, you can practice your movement and your skills and everything. But when you step into that room, especially if it's in a big group call, you know, yeah. there's lots of people looking all different. You just immediately start Absolutely. comparing yourself to them, whether you try to do it or not. And it is just awful for your mind to be in the same room as people straight out of lanes or erdang or wherever and i'm no dance i don't know why i'm in the same room but i remember i once had to do an audition for a show that i'd done as a kid but had an audition for it as an adult and oh and i remember just being really embarrassed because i couldn't do the choreo anymore and i was like and they were really happy to see me and i was happy to see them to start with <laughs> It was like, hey, how have you been? Oh, you know this. <laughs> and I'm doing it. And I've just, like, it's gone out of my brain. And it was, like, testament to me that <laughs> that was when I was like, oh, crap, I do need to go to drama school and have more training because you, you need to keep at it. Because, like, there was me thinking, I'm easily going to be, like, this is a, this is a tick, obviously. And then I walk in and I'm a complete and utter mess. <laughs> Yeah, it's happened often. It, it, but it is. It's just it proves to you that you you can only prepare so much until yeah. you're in the room. And I suppose the less pressure that one puts on themselves, and I say this especially, no one knows when those kind of auditions and that schedule and that density of auditions and productions that are going to cast for things are going to come back in person. That anxiety is going to build up more and more and more, whether we like it or not about even going to an audition oh again. Oh, my God. You know, it might it, still be another six months before yeah. the industry's in any kind of position to cast new people for it, things. It would be, there's so much anxiety, I feel, over people, when they do start up again, everyone's going to be clamouring over their rep books. <laughs> and sheet music's yeah. just going to be yeah. flying. <laughs> yeah. And especially for, and I've spoken to a lot of uh, grads in the last couple of months about this, they haven't even yeah. had an audition yet. A lot of people, the tapes aside, people haven't had an in-person audition as yeah. a graduate or as a, now a professional. That's That can be a thing, I think, that that is going to dig into the minds. And I don't think it should, because it's really useful to remember, you are going to be with one entire, possibly two entire graduating years who are going to yeah. be the same as you. It's a really overpopulated industry yeah. anyway. So just remind yourselves, if you're listening to this and you're a new grad or someone who hasn't had many auditions before the pandemic started, you're not going to be on your own. Not. You're going to be on the same, singing from the same hymn book as many, many other people. And actually, one can only imagine that casting teams, they are going to be on yeah. your side more than ever, especially if they know that you're a 2020 grad who has been just itching for this opportunity. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's one of those things in dance calls. The reason I say it is because dance calls, I think for me, as a mover, not a dancer. <laughs> when I was a performer, I definitely had that before all of this. So God knows if I'd ever have to go for one again, I, do, I just think I'd cry in the corner. <laughs> I think I would. The fact that one day we are going to have to go back in an audition room um, 
it blows my mind, especially because I've been living my life on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram and <laughs> sort of satirizing it in a way. And to one day have to actually do it again, <laughs> really, to me. Is, well, that's well, that's exactly it. it. It's and watching your videos over the last few months has been a really good release for so many people. And this is the same as the, the podcast. We love our industry. We absolutely yeah. adore it. But it's okay to have a bit of a giggle with it as well. I think um, the one thing that happened last year that couldn't have happened before is breathing space for people to really look at the absurdities yeah. of it and and kind of reconnect with it in a way that you're just not able to do when you're moving from audition to audition at such a fast pace. Yeah. Um, but when it's, it's, it's that classic thing, isn't it? When it's taken away from you, you, you miss it. And, and you're able to really think back on, on the funny times and it's nostalgia, isn't it? So I can't, I can't wait for them to start yeah, again. It, it exactly because, is. That's yeah, we all need such it, a good that? word, nostalgia. And again, what, where, whether it's reflecting on those cast members in the warm-up oh, yeah. video or something, it is because you love yeah. those moments. They can make you laugh and they can yeah. irritate you at the time, but when you look back on them and just go, oh, my God, that's yeah. really true, and that's brilliant, and I wish it was happening right now, and I wish I was... I mean, I do too. I need more material. <laughs> I've, run, I've run out. <laughs> yeah, when we, started, when we started this podcast... There were a lot more stories coming in a lot more rapidly, and I think people people have run out because they're like, oh, I thought I was going to be doing auditions again by now. That was the thing. That's my thing with these videos that I've been doing. I was like, it'll, be, it'll tide me over for 2020. <laughs> I can't keep doing them. I'm like, I'm not going to have a career in writing if I just keep turning them out on bloody Twitter. So I don't know what to do. I need it to start again. Rob, this sitcom idea, I, I swear I've seen it before. <laughs> yeah, <it's really> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh no. No. Delete. 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 Repose, delete repose. <laughs> where's Where's five hundred thousand views gone? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned when we started chatting that some people had sent you a story or two. Oh my goodness. So now this this hasn't happened before, listeners. I don't know what oh, these stories are. So oh, this sorry. is really good fun. No, no, not no. I love it, and I love it. It's twenty twenty one now. It's the first episode we're re recording this year as well. I can't wait for someone to tell me a story. So I got so many, um, but I've highlighted, um, I've highlighted three that I really, really enjoy. <laughs> Any that we um, don't manage to get into this episode with Rob, Rob's going to email over to me, and we're going to include it in the next couple of episodes as well. Yeah. So your story will be read. And it's going to be told to an amazing guest. If we can't get it in now, we're going we're gonna to put it in the next episode or two. Fab. Hit me. I'm looking forward to this. Remember, anonymous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll so bleep it. It's fine. I'll this, bleep it. This is, so this is a, a quick one. Um, but it just I can just imagine the fear. Um, it says, hey, Rob, I have an audition for you. Back in 2010, I had an audition for a dance school. For the audition, you had to prepare a solo dance routine. I really uh -oh. liked mine and was super happy with it until the exact same piece of music was used for the jazz <gasps> routine audition section. Oh. I just couldn't pick up the routine because mine was ingrained in my head. Oh, Nightmare. no. What would you oh. do? That's well, like, I wouldn't be auditioning for that place. I can tell you that now. <laughs> that is sod's law. Oh, I, no. How do, you, how do you remove yourself from from the steps that you've learned to each specific count of a specific song and then change it and then go back to it when you need to do yours. So that one killed me. That's hard. Yeah. That's really hard. And I imagine it could be quite intense if they're auditioning for, a, you know, a dance college or university. They're going to be only yeah. about 18, 17, 18. That's a, that's, yeah. that's a situation to find yourself in at that age. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, now, another one. <laughs> I auditioned for X. I went in. Is that anonymous enough for you? That's anonymous enough, that's I fine. I auditioned for X. I went in, did my song and left. Unfortunately, I have no bearings and did not leave the same door that I came in and walked <laughs> instead into a large storage cupboard of basketballs and other sports equipment. <laughs> Didn't know what to do, so waited. Waited for two whole auditions until <gasps> two whole auditions later when I plucked up the courage to re-enter the room from the cupboard and state... That's not the way out. As if the panel was about to leave that way and I was helping them with my knowledge. 
They looked utterly bemused. I curtsied and left through the correct door, got the job. (laughs) (laughs) It's the curtsy. I'm still going to be polite. I'm still going to be polite. (laughs) And got the job. It's just the image of someone someone walking into a cupboard and and having to stay there whilst they listen to two other auditions happening. And the fact that the panel would have obviously seen that he went into the wrong wrong room. Didn't stop them. Didn't stop them. Just thought they'll come out again at some point. Ha ha ha. I mean, it's the sort of thing I'd probably do. I'd probably think, oh, they've made a rookie error there. Can't wait to see them again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just let them. We'll let them. We'll let them work out their error. Oh dear. I mean, I that, it, one. that must have happened to a few people over the time of getting lost and losing your bearings. Certainly, if you're in a you know, yeah. an old sports hall where everything looks the same. It or always happens to me. The amount of times a receptionist has to go, no, no, that that door, that door, you went, that's the way you went through. Always happens to me. But never in the actual room. <laughs> I <haven't laughs> had to stay in the room in a cupboard. Two auditions later. <laughs> now, I hope they were good because if they were bad, that I mean, that would have been excruciating just to go, oh, my God, they're going to know I've heard them. Oh, yeah. God, oh, God, oh, God. Now, I have one more um, that I would love to get in, if I may. Let's go. I'm enjoying this. Is, this is a lovely twist on the show. I love it. <laughs> yeah, just, just get I get to relax. Get, just get your guests to, to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> this is my favourite, I think. Went to a commercial casting and I missed the bit that said, wear gym gear. This is classic. Isn't oh, it? no. Got to the studio and I was the only one in jeans and everyone else <laughs> was in full gym gear. One guy had a sweatband on. I love the specificity <laughs> of the storytelling. <laughs> I know this person very well and I can just hear them say it. So, so I went in the room and came up with a story that I just had my gym bag stolen in prep. <laughs> and Fantastic. the casting director paused all auditions so I could phone the police. <gasps> it was awful. I phoned from the casting director's phone. So I'm there coming up with a description to the police. And she later emailed my agent with a crime number from the police. <laughs> I got a recall, though. <laughs> <laughs> that is dedication to the story. <laughs> you could, if you if you used your own phone, you could have at least just called someone and and made it made it up. It's the fact that <laughs> exactly. you used their phone and you had to do it. You had to actually call the police. Whoever yeah. you are, I love so, that. So there's a casting director out there who has wasted valuable police time. I hope they're yeah. happy with themselves. Yeah, they're now in jail. <laughs> so it's yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't think they are. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's brilliant. And yeah, and again, it just it's another example of always make sure you read your emails correctly. Always, always make sure always. you check the information with your agent if you've got one before you go to the audition. Because sometimes you're going to miss that you've got to look completely different. Yeah, bring a sweatband. <laughs> <laughs> now I've just got like an 80s video in my head now. That's the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm imagining the Victoria Wood um, aerobics instructor. <laughs> <laughs> I had flashdance in mind, that was it. Oh, yeah. Victoria, Victoria Wood does flashdance is something I would love to see. Oh, yeah. Just, just like instead of the bucket of water, just two soups falling on her head or something. Oh. So <laughs> right, I've got one last story for you then. Um okay. <laughs> We've mentioned dance calls a fair few times on today's show. And I can only imagine this. This is terrible. Oh no. This comes in from an actor who was auditioning for something a fair few years ago. I'd been asked to go for a classic musical with a fair amount of tap in it. A great role, but one that I really would have to blag the dance call for. I'm an okay dancer, but tap was something I just could never, ever get on with. I've got the shoes and can make them make noise, but that's about it. (laughs) I can make them make noise. Just on his his hands. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In I stride, making it look like I'm full of confidence. I followed the routine as best I could, given trying not to fall over, and then they got to a particularly complicated bit. I took it slowly, step by step. But when it came to do a pirouette on one side, I crumbled. Literally. I span round, and my right leg flew out from underneath me, 
Oh, my nice. entire weight crushing and landing on my other leg on the hard wooden floor. Tap right. shoes make you spin faster. I hadn't thought of this. <laughs> yeah. It hurt badly. I could barely walk. I crawled to the side of the room and waited for the call to end. It turns out I slammed my leg so hard into the floor that it shattered some of the bone in my shin and I ended up having to get my wife to drive to pick me up from the studio and take me to A&E, where they booked me in for surgery that day to put a pin in my leg. Oh my God. It took me months and months to fully recover and when the team asked my agent if I was available for the show again, I had to send them a picture of me in the initial hospital bed, leg elevated and in a cast and politely say I was no longer available. (laughs) Just a little selfie. Just that, that just that's the answer. Just, like, <laughs> just point, pointing to the knee and signing it saying, sadly, no longer available. <laughs> yeah, this is your fault. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. If oh you're not goodness. used to tap, go to a tap class, kids. That's that's what I'd say. Go just just do some tap lessons. It's it's a good skill to have basics. God, it's a completely different thing to, to dance. It's, it's a form of dance, isn't it? But it's an art form in and of itself. Yeah. Tap. It's, it's it's a complete different technical skill. I love tap. I, I Me love too. Tap. Massive fan. Wish but I could I'm do not it that well. Great at it. Yeah, I love it. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can get I can get away with it, but um, it's not my forte. <laughs> I think I think it's just like you just said because it is a dance, but it's not. Re- it, it's a different type of dance. Being a, a musician, it's a bit more rhythmical. Yeah, uh, a bit rhythmical. That's not a word. A bit more rhythmic than other stuff because there's a bit more punctuation a bit more percussiveness yeah. to it i find it a little easier than other dances still not very good at it <laughs> yeah it's, it's a tricky one it's a tricky it just one looks great because you you look at something like tap dogs uh and which was the show oh god i love that show and you just think <laughs> that's really annoying how good you are doing that <laughs> yeah or 42nd street and just the like the cascading noise it's as just they come satisfying forward. isn't it it's so to watch it as a spectacle it's great. I love yeah. it so much. Oh, we we'll just talk about tap for hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so before we let you go, Rob, um, I want to ask you, as we ask all of our guests, what your audition addition would be what would be your addition to the casting process whether fun or serious to make it flow a little better more enjoyable for everyone even the casting team what would be your audition addition i think an audition addition would be inspired by one of those stories that i just read out bring a sweatband always bring a sweatband bring a gym bag Always just bring a pair of joggers. <laughs> Always, without fail. Just pack a light pair of joggers. You never know what they're going to ask you to do. And um, and make sure, if they want to see your pants, that they're not from 2005. <laughs> <laughs> they would be my additions. But also, um, just a general tip is that I've only ever, ha- as an adult, I've auditioned for about 40, 50 things and only ever had got one job. <laughs> so I'm not the best person to ask advice from. But I always think that, like, if you if you don't get the job, you truly weren't right for them. So therefore, yeah. why would you worry about them being right for you? Um, and the, the, the right one that comes along will suit you both. Um, because you, you don't want to be working in a job where they don't want you. So that's fine. Let them work yeah. with the ones they do want to work with, because you don't want um, them. And when then, you get the when you get the email or the phone call, know that they are really desperate to want you as well. So exactly. it'll all fit into place. Exactly. Yeah. Don't I like spend, that. Don't spend too much time worrying about what you should have done, could have done, would have done differently. Just um, just roll with it. And if you want to impress them, get your Spider-Man kegs out and hope for the best. Get your so Spider-Man kegs out and hope <laughs> for the best. Cross those fingers. <laughs> <laughs> And that was this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You with the excellent Rob Madge. 
What a delightful human being. And thank you so much, Rob, if you're listening, for spending an hour with me, having a chat about auditions and silly stories that we've been sent in. Thank you to everyone who submitted your story this week. I know there were quite a few of you who didn't get your story in the show this week, so we have added a couple of those into next week and the week after show as well for you, so your story will be shared. And if you have a story to send us, a time when an audition didn't quite go to plan or one that you go, oh, my God, this is the worst audition story you'll ever hear, then email it to us. They're all anonymous. No one's going to know who you are unless you absolutely want to. <laughs> so email me, don't call us pod at gmail.com, and I will pop it in our story Bible and read it out as soon as I can. If you are new to the show, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you catch up with all the episodes we've got out already. There's about 28 out already, I think. We have episodes with David Hunter, with Christina Bianco, with Heba El Sheik, with Caroline Kay, with Jess Robinson, with Suze Kempner, with Josh Winston, the MD, Josh Winston. We've got Sarah Jane Price, casting director, Emma Norman. Loads of different people from all over the performing arts world. Emily Fleming from Good Mythical Morning. We've got loads of guests. Uh, some you'll know, some you won't, some you might have heard of, but never check them out. It's a great show to do so because you get to know them really, really well. And every single episode is packed full of audition disaster stories, reminding us we love our industry, but it's even funnier when it goes wrong. Thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe, pop a five-star review on the Apple Podcast Store and write a little sentence. It really genuinely makes us uh, be found by new people. If you're the people who started listening in Australia this week, thank you very much. Um, thank you so much if you have used us to escape uh, everything that's going on this week. We hope you've enjoyed it. Check us out. We've got Ori Styler on the show next week. Brilliant UK stand-up comedian and actor and presenter on BBC Radio London. Thank you for taking the time to let me have a chat to you and me and Rob make you laugh. Check his socials out in the links in the episode description where you can support the show by buying us a coffee. There's links there as well. But more than anything, please stay safe. Tell your friends to listen to the show. Wash your hands, wear your mask. And remember, don't call us. We'll call you. Bye, everyone. If you've enjoyed Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, then you can buy us a coffee to support the show. We are on Kofi, that's ko-fi.com forward slash don't call us pod. The link's in the episode description or on our social media. And any coffees that you buy will help us pay to make the show better, buy new equipment, or even do some special editions of the show with some very, very special guests. That's kofi.com, ko-fi.com forward slash don't call us pod. Your support is very much appreciated.